Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode with Freight Be Moving and all things logistics with me, Jewel Williams, your host. I hope everybody had a great weekend. And today we're going to be talking about finding your niche. That's right. I know you all have heard this before, but finding your niche in logistics can be quite complicated. And today I want to talk about it because I see this question asked a lot on so many social media networks. People who are starting off in business, one of the biggest challenges they have is establishing their niche. Now, what is a niche? According to HubSpot, their definition of a niche is a niche market is a focused set of people or businesses who are in the market to purchase a product or service you sell. This group of individuals has a specific set of needs that can be met by a targeted product or service that addresses those needs. Now, one thing I want to clear up, many times when you hear the word niche, you also hear the word target market or segment of the market. Those are just interchangeable words. They all mean the same thing. They're basically saying, who are you focused on? Who are you wanting to attract? Now, I'm, I'm a very visual person. So when I hear that, I, I, I'm always looking for that visual. So let me give you a visual on what that would look like in the logistics industry. I'm not talking about all these other guys. I'm focusing on logistics. So if you're in transportation as a trucker, if you are in this industry as a freight broker, a freight agent, you're working with a trucker as a dispatcher, if you're in any of those realms, what you're looking for are manufacturers, retailers, wholesalers, and distributors. As a person in the logistics arena, providing the service of arranging for freight to move from point A to point B, or you're the driver who's moving the freight from point A to point B, and you want your dispatcher to hone in, zero in on a specific type of group, it's gonna be somebody in those four. A manufacturer is gonna be moving freight, either the raw materials to the plant to make it, or the finished good out of the plant to the wholesaler or distributor. A wholesale and distributor are interchangeably. Wholesalers usually allow regular consumers or non-business consumers to purchase versus retailers, or excuse me, versus distributors are primarily closed off from the public and they just service the retailer and push the goods to the retailer. And manufacturers and distributors work close together. A lot of times, once that manufacturer has completed their goods, they want to get those goods off the floor. They don't want to keep them on the floor. It takes up space. They don't want to keep them in the warehouse. It takes up space. Their focus is receive the orders, make the goods, push them out the door. And that's where they'll hand it off to the distributor. And the distributor has a warehouse that is constantly receiving. They've got shelving. And from there, they're pushing the freight out maybe to another wholesaler or to a retailer 
or maybe to another manufacturer even, just in case that first manufacturer only made one piece of the element, that distributor holds on to those pieces and they assemble them so that they can go to another manufacturer who's gonna do the final production. You see that often, especially with US trade between Canada and Mexico. When I worked in international transportation many moons ago, one of the things and customers I had, they would purchase their material to make these bags. They would bring the raw material over from China. Then that would be moved to another facility where they finished the assembly of the product here in the United States. And a lot of times people will do that so that it can have that made in the USA. Because according to US customs, it is depending upon how much of the good is made, it can be classified as made in the USA, thus reducing tax obligations. And a lot of people also bring and do those types of assemblies when they are wanting to collaborate and, and test out something here in the United States and they push it off to Mexico, test it out there, push it over can test it out there. Make sure everybody's in compliance with maybe their country's regulations regarding strength of the item. For example, the United States has one of the most stringent regulations regarding the windshield. And that is because of the numerous car crashes, I guess, that we have here in the United States. We need to make sure our windshields are tough. So that's what basically a niche market is about. It's, it's, it's really about zooming in on that group that you're going to service all the time. So if you are in that transportation arena and you're a truck driver and you're wanting to know, well, who do I want to focus on? Who do I want my dispatcher to zoom in on? You're going to be looking at manufacturers, wholesalers, distributors, and retailers. Now, once you get to retail, if you're a long haul driver, chances are rare that you're going to do retail, but it is possible. While I was driving many times, I made deliveries to like big lots, Dollar General. Those are huge retailers. And a lot of those guys, their distribution centers send them the stuff from the distribution center straight to the store. And they usually get an order like weekly, bi-weekly or however they figure it out. So you're going to want to do your research, though. Use the websites to identify those niches and what websites, right? So that's what I want to talk to you about. Certain websites that you guys can use when you're looking for those things. Now, one website that gives some good statistics is ibsworld.com. Uh, they, it does have a login and I think they charge, but there are some free stuff that you can get from them that's that you don't have to sign up or give them your email 
One of the statistics that I'm looking at today is manufacturing in the U.S., the number of businesses between 2005 and 2028. And it shows here on this chart that there are 718,796 businesses, manufacturing businesses in the United States as of 2022. 6.4% manufacturing in the business growth. Um, there was That's the growth statistics. And then 3.8% manufacturing in the U.S. annualized businesses growth as well. So um, they are basically, a, it's a good little website to go and get an idea of how big that market is. So you're not going to go after all 718,000, but it gives you an idea of how much is out there. Okay, so now you want to do some decision making. How much of that market can you handle? And how much of that market do you want to go after? One rule of thumb I always use when I'm looking at the logistics and, and swimming in that pool because it's so vast is I start in my backyard. I know my state and therefore that's where I begin. Therefore, I'm not trying to capture people all over the globe. You want to start in your backyard. Now, if you don't have a backyard with manufacturers or enough manufacturers, go to go to the neighboring state's backyard. And that's how I would work it. So I live in Georgia. I got Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, right there. I can do North Carolina too, because they're, they're kind of in there as well. But that's my border. Right there, that's my border. So if I can't find what I want in my state, then I'll reach out to any of those four borders. And that's a good place to start when you're digging down in your niche. So now we've established the four groups, manufacturing, wholesale, distribution, retail. Okay, now we've established that. Now we've pulled it down a little bit further and that's what niching is. It's, it's zeroing in on that target. I don't know if you have any soldiers out there or any bow people that like to shoot bows, but when you're looking at that target, you're looking at that zero. If you play darts, you're looking at that that center piece right there to zero in on. And that's what we're doing. We started off broad. Now we're zeroing down. So now we're looking only at manufacturers within reach of your backyard starting with your state and the bordering states around it. That's all we're looking for. So another website to help you with that is the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. It's bls.gov. That's bls.gov. And I will have links to these websites so that you can explore them for yourself. And I encourage you to do that. So, and... Let me just pause. Give me some feedback, people. I want to know if this information helps you. Does it help you zero in on what you're looking for? Because it's important to understand and make sure that I'm helping you guys out here while I'm making my podcasts and videos 
so that it can help your business grow and help you do better in your business. All right, back to the show. Now, and using the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, it is very, a very big website. You can get lost on that website, okay? One of the links that I often go to is the data tools link in the top of the menu bar. Now, I like to use the search bar on the website to to just help me maneuver so I'm not constantly clicking, 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 clicking. So one of the terms I, I typed in today for this podcast was manufacturing. And it it's the page gives you a good industry, uh, a glance at the industry so that you can get an idea what's in the manufacturing because you've got different manufacturing sectors and we're going to go over that. So the first thing I want to point out to is you may often hear the terms N-A-I-C-S. N-A-I-C-S. Those, that acronym is used to identify the industry's sector for classification purposes that the government uses. And a lot of people have all these slick names for them. It's NAICS. So for manufacturing, the NAICS group is 31 to 33. And if you want more information on the NAICS, I'd be glad to do a podcast on it. Uh, today, I just want to touch on the fact that you're going to hear that you hear that a lot. A lot of people get confused about what those codes are for. Another place you're going to use those codes is SAM.gov. But I, that was um, that's something for another day. So now that we're on the website, what we see is a little bit of information about what's on the page. So you got some information about manufacturing sector. And then you have some BLS data, workforce statistics, earnings and hours, fatalities, injuries and illness, and prices. The key things that you're gonna be looking at on this page are the manufacturing sector consists of subsectors. Remember, we're niching down. You got manufacturers, 780,000. We got, we've narrowed it down. We were looking for those in our backyard, right? But which one's in our backyard? How can we, what, what types of manufacturers are in our backyard? So this breaks it down into a couple of smaller, smaller uh, groups. So let me see here. I'm trying to increase the size so I can read it. So you've got food manufacturing, You've got beverages and tobacco product manufacturing, textiles, textile product mills. So you've got textile mills and you have textile product mills. And I would probably pair those together as well as apparel manufacturing because those those kind of run in the same circle. You've got leather and applied product manufacturing, wood product manufacturing, paper manufacturing, printing and related support activities. You've got petroleum and coal products manufacturing, chemical manufacturing, plastics and rubber products manufacturing, non-metallic mineral product manufacturing, primary metal manufacturing, 
fabricated metal product manufacturing, machinery manufacturing, computer and electronic product manufacturing, electric equipment, appliance and component manufacturing. You've got transportation equipment manufacturing, furniture and related products manufacturing, and then of course, miscellaneous. So you see that is quite a bit of subsectors in this group. So instead of running out there, trying to gobble up just manufacturing, narrow in. Now, one of the rules that I like to do when I'm sourcing and looking for prospects, prospects is another for, another term for niche market. That's it. It's all interchangeable. Prospects are more of people that you, you've got them in the target. You're like, oh, that's the one I want. That one right there. So when you're looking for your prospects for your manufacturing, here you can go in here and you can say, you know what? I really enjoy drinking Red Bull. Oh my gosh, it's so great. And uh, disclaimer, Red Bull is not sponsoring this. This is not a commercial for Red Bull. I'm just using them as an example because it gives me wings. No, let me stop. All right. So anyway, let's say I wanted to look at how many companies out there are like Red Bull and they produce Good. So I'm looking at beverages and tobacco manufacturing products, right? That's where you want to begin. And when you're looking at this, think outside the box. Think outside the box. And I'm going to give you an example. So let's say you go to the store and you pick up a can of Red Bull. On the back is all the ingredients to make that product. That is a standard practice on pretty much any product you buy. So if you're looking at the back of that product, chances are each of those ingredients were shipped to that company on a truck. And they got there to the plant. They went into the production line and they produced that product. So to make that product, they had to have the ingredients and then they also had to have the container, the soda can or the can that that product goes into. So somebody is making all of those things and shipping them to that company. The chances of that company being an all inclusive, it's not possible. I already know it. It's not possible. They're not going to make all the ingredients and then they're going to make because they're going to have to source out. They're going to have to source that stuff out to find it, have it shipped in. So now there's your niche right there. You've identified your niche in just those steps. One, understanding what website you can use Two, understanding what area you want to go into. So, well, let me reverse that the other way around. One, understanding what area you want to go to, to using websites. So we knew we had manufacturing, wholesale distribution, and retail. Those were our four options. We chose manufacturing. We went on bls.gov. We typed in manufacturing. It gave us a web page with a list of subsectors on it. Reading through the subsectors, you were drawn, I'm drawn to, you're drawn to, beverages and tobacco we think about a product that we know of because we hear the commercial all the time we then 
start digging in and identifying potential customers that will use our services. And that's how you find your niche. And you want to understand it. You want to read about it. So if you click on the link to beverages, it'll open up and give you information about the beverage and tobacco product manufacturing, NAIC 312. It'll tell you about the industry, about that sector of manufacturing, workforce statistics, wages, fertilities, prices, workplace trends. All of that information is helpful to you. Now it's a big read, but why is it helpful to you? Because when you are on the phone, having a conversation with that prospect, that customer, that potential customer you want to be a part of, you want to have a conversation that's relatable. You want to be able to engage with them about their industry. So you don't want to call them and your background is in paint. And here they're talking about beverage ingredients and you're talking about paint. Talk about beverage ingredients. Ask them questions based on what you know. For example, says here, industries in the beverage and tobacco product manufacturing subsector manufacture beverages and tobacco products. The industry group includes three types of establishments. One, those that manufacture non-alcoholic beverages, those that manufacture alcoholic beverages through the fermentation process, and those that produce distilled alcoholic beverages. Ice makers, while not a beverage, is included with non-alcoholic beverage manufacturing because it uses the same production processes as water purification. The industry group tobacco manufacturing includes two types of establishments. So they're talking about tobaccos and they're talking about those engaged in re-drying and stemming tobacco and those that manufacture tobacco products such as cigarettes and cigars. So we've even niched it down even more because you've got basically five different sub-subsectors within this sector that you can go after. So it can be overwhelming and there's a lot of stuff, So, but you wanna just focus on one. So for example, you're gonna go after the non-alcoholic beverages. That's all you want. You're interested in non-alcoholic beverages. So you're gonna explore manufacturers of non-alcoholic beverages and figure out what that industry needs. What is their cycle? How often do they ship? Where are their distribution channels? Is there a lane that you can grab that you wanna get into? Okay, so those are the steps. One, you figured out your niche, your target market. Two, you went on the BLS and you started looking around. You said, I wanna go into manufacturers. You type in manufacturers, you found the subgroup. Then you identified you wanted to go into the beverage group. Then you identified that you wanted to go into the non-alcoholic beverage group. And from there, you dig in and identify potential prospects, learning at the same time about the industry. How can you learn about the industry? Well, right here on the website, you can find that information. They're talking about the unemployment rate. Now, what would the unemployment, why is that important to the rate? If 
your potential prospect is laying off people, that means their business is in trouble. Do you want to go after it? You can. But why would you caution yourself about that? You're going to caution yourself if they're laying off people, their factory is not producing as much. Could their factory be going under? Could their factory be getting sold? Uh, what is the problem behind that unemployment rate going up? If that employment rate is going down, that means they're hiring people. That means their business is growing. That means they need more people. That means more product is going to be shipped to and from the facility. You see how that works? You have understanding unemployment rates and how it all fits in to the bigger picture of your niche. Now you can have that conversation. Hey, Mr. Prospect, how are you doing today? Wonderful. So I understand your industry seems to be booming. Congratulations. How did you know that? Because you see they're hiring. That's how you knew it. You read about their industry and you saw that they were hiring. So these are things you want to get into and understand when you are doing niche marketing, prospecting, target marketing, doing the research, all of that. It begins by understanding how to break down those sectors into pieces. So if you like what I am talking about here, please leave a like. Do me a favor. It's not going to cost you much. Hit the like button. Boop, 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 boop. I'd appreciate it. Now, going further into some of the information, you can identify the number of facilities, as it shows here, the number of facilities that were uh, in the statistic survey shows in 2017, there were six, 2018, three, 2019, eight, 2029. So we see some growth in the number of facilities. Now, what does that tell you? The number of facilities, 2020 showed nine. Now up here, you see some statistics. So if there's only nine facilities, where are they? Are they in your backyard? Are any of those facilities, nine facilities in your backyard? That is going to help you before you even have to go any further off the page. You see there's nine facilities. Chances are of those nine facilities, they're probably going to all be producing. Some may be producing alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. So that's the things you want to look for. If there's only nine facilities, where are they and where are they shipping from? Now, you also want to be going to look at where are they shipping from, but who's shipping to them? It takes more ingredients. So that means somebody has goods flowing to those nine facilities. You could be a part of that group. Again, it's all a part of the research. So I encourage you to go over to BLS.gov, dig into some of the statistics about what they show. Look up manufacturers, look up retailers, look up wholesalers, look up distribution. Become curious about it and identify that those, this right here will help identify your niche of market that you want to go for in the transportation and logistics industry. I hope this information was helpful to you and I want to encourage you guys, leave a comment. If you like what you're hearing, I want to know what other types of materials you want to know about to help you. We're all out here doing it together. 
that's all there is to it. We're all out here doing it together. So I'm going to sign off today. This week's going to be a short week, people. Turkey Day coming. Yeah, yeah. So if you are a four-wheeler or an 18-wheeler, I'm going to need you to pump the brakes. Be safe. Hey, be thankful you made it to another year. Don't be out there punching people in cars. You want to blow your horn? I get it. Don't add stress to anybody's life. All right. Peace and love. And I shall see you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Peace and love.